Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. Now, God didn't call us all to do the same thing. And I think that's one place we miss it, is that we ministers sometimes try to be a jack of all trades and we become the master of none. Instead of just functioning where God uses us. And, and, and that's the reason that, that, that folks get in trouble. They try to function in another office or another ministry that God didn't call them to do just because somebody else is doing it. And that is mighty dangerous. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, Understanding the Anointing by Kenneth E. Hagan. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. But you see, he prepares himself just like the pastor. He studies. Paul was a minister. He wrote to Timothy. He was a young minister. Said, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. See, that's the way that you can increase the anointing is by being studious and prayerful. Or you can decrease the anointing by being non-studious and non-prayerful. See, Paul said to Timothy, he was a young minister and pastor at the time, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Well, that means then a workman that doesn't study is going to be ashamed. Because among other things, folks are going to find out on him and then other th- among other things, he's going to lose the anointing or the anointing is not going to be in manifestation. But if you do your part, you see, there is an anointing upon you, whether you recognize it or not, if you're called to any office or any ministry, and if you'll study, and if you'll pray, then you get up and start out in faith. And when you start out, you mean, I remember used to, when I used to preach under that preaching anointing, like I said, it come on me, and that's the reason I knew he wanted me to do it, sitting there. But most of the time, when I was strictly a preacher, not a teacher, most of the time, I'd just start out in faith, and I didn't particularly feel anything, but that anointing came. Never without fail did it fail to come. That anointing came on me to preach. Glory to God. And sometimes, you know, it'll linger on and you'll enjoy it. Praise God. Well, same way, whatever God called you to do, whatever office you're in, uh, you see, we can all, all of us, any layman or any person can, can minister healing to people just because healing belongs to them. It's already been purchased. You can teach people the Bible. You can lay hands on them in faith without any kind of anointing. Are you listening to me? Because you see it's scriptural and it's biblical. The Bible said these signs will follow them that believe. Any believer, preachers and all, can lay hands on the sick. They're authorized to do so. They don't need any special leading. They have already are already instructed to do so. Yet right on the other hand, some are anointed. I remember some time ago, we were, Brother Roberts and I, or, or Roberts and I, we were talking, uh, Brother Sister Roberts over at the house for dinner, and we afterwards were discussing some of these things. And Brother Roberts said, through my ministry through the years, I, I, I've sort of wove in and out of that anointing. I, I haven't always had that healing anointing on me. And I think some of us have been close to him, all have seen that, you know. But he said, in recent time, it's come back on me. It's come back. He said sometimes, and he asked me, you know, we were talking about different experiences. And he said, you ever have an experience like this? He said sometimes, you know, I'm sitting here, you know, at nighttime sometimes talking to my wife, you know. And I get up and go to bed and I step into the bedroom. It's just like he stepped into a room full of glory. It's just all over me. It's just all over me. I just, I just can't hardly stand it. The anointing, the healing anointing, you see. And so there is an anointing. Are you listening to me? 
to do whatever God calls you to do. Everybody, like I said, could teach people and can lay hands on people in faith, but then some people are anointed to minister healing. By the same token in other areas, we can teach people God's word and so on, but some people are anointed to minister a certain way. Now recognize that. I never did hear Smith Wigglesworth minister. I, if I'd have known about it, I could have because he was just there in Dallas in 1937, the last time he was over here, and I was, that was the year I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you know, and I was just 32 miles away, but I didn't know he was down there in Dallas in the First Assembly for three-night service, the old Pete and Garland Church. But uh, someone asked me, because I quote him quite frequently, you know, his book was put into my hands, ever-increasing faith, and, you know, and it's just, it's just my kind of language. Somebody asked me one time, do you understand that? I said, yeah, I understand it. He speaks my language. Pastor said, I've read that five times. I never understood what he's talking about yet. And it's just difficult if, it's, if you're not over there in that realm to understand sometimes. But, but, but an older minister out in, in California said to me, an older gentleman, he said, I remember hearing him here when he was here in Southern California. And Wigglesworth didn't have any education. He never went to school a day in his life. You see, he went to school You've got to realize now that he, had, at age 87, 1947, so he was born about 1860, you see. And at age 87 and 47, he went home to be with the Lord. But uh, 1866 then, see, over 100 years ago, there in England, he went to work in a factory when he was six years old. He didn't have child labor laws. Went to work in a factory when he was six years old. Never went to school a day in his life. Well, because of his lack, now he's called of God and anointed by the Spirit, but because of his lack of education, this minister, this older man said to me, he said he'd get up sometimes and, and start out and it just, just wouldn't make sense. What he was saying, just stumble around, you know. Wouldn't make sense. Just wouldn't make sense. And the Spirit of God would come on him. It would startle the congregation. You could see it. His countenance would change. And the words would just flow out of his mouth. It would almost seem like he's another person. Right in front of your eye. It would startle people. I remember Brother Donald G. He was one of the leaders of the Assembly of God movement in Great Britain. Well, he lived to be 80 some odd and went home to be with the Lord. But I remember Brother Donald G. said, I heard him way back in 1939 when he was over here preaching. And then Donald G. said, because he was among some of the executives of the Assemblies of God in Great Britain. And though Brother Wigglesworth didn't belong to the Assemblies of God, in fact, he didn't belong to any particular Pentecostal group. He just preached for all of them. But he said, Brother Donald G. said, we would always have Brother Wigglesworth every year. They had a yearly conference. Assemblies of God over here has their general council every two years. But they'd have a general conference, as they'd call it, every year, every 12 months. And he said, we always had Wigglesworth to speak every year, every year. And he spoke to them just a few weeks before he died at age 87. They had him there again at 87. And, and, and he spoke on, if the spirit that raised up Jesus of the dead dwell in you, he'll quicken, 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 quicken. And, and such a quickening of God's power. Now, he said the reason that we had him every single year, we wanted our young ministers to see that. Because he'd get up and start out, sometimes wouldn't hardly make sense, no education, and the Spirit of God would suddenly come on him. You'd see it. You'd see it. It was so startling, it would startle the congregation almost. 
and the Spirit of God, the anointing would flow. Hallelujah. And we wanted our ministers, our young men, to become acquainted with that. I think there's something over in this area that we've lost if we're not careful. Are you listening to me? The old-time Pentecostals, you know, they, they knew they was called, but they would pray, you know, until they'd have the unction to deliver that message. Hallelujah to Jesus. I think they, they had something. I think they, they had something that we don't realize sometimes. Well, we're people of faith and we'll just start out. But you see, if, that's good if you made preparation. <laughs> the right preparation. Are you talking to me? Are you listening to me? <laughs> I'll say it right. Are you listening to me? Amen. I'm talking to you. I'll get it out right here. You st are you still out there? <laughs> Anybody gone home? <laughs> Amen. And the anointing will come. Praise God. The anointing would come upon him to minister. And you see, they wanted their young ministers to, to see that and, and, and under, learn something about how to yield to the Spirit of God. Now, standing in different offices, I, I, I know a lot of times we'll weave in and out of certain offices. Some of us stand in more than one office. And, and I know a lot of times it, when it comes to the office of the prophet and the ministry of the prophet. Now, now I know that anointing. I, I love it. it. It's different than the anointing of the evangelist. I know that. Or the anointing just to preach. You see, that's the anointing that the evangelist has, the anointing to preach. And I like that good preachy feeling. Oh, man, I like it. I don't get it very often. I wish I did. But I don't. But sometimes you will. Praise God. They just take off like a house of fire. But I know something about the anointing to teach. Thank God for that. I know something about the anointing of the prophet. And, and, and sometimes you're just sitting there on the platform I am, and suddenly I feel that coming on me. And I, I, I recognize, I know what it is, I like it. If it's me, I'd sort of do that every service, but that may not be what God wants every service, you see. Now then sometimes that anointing and you have to realize that there's, that there's different areas in this ministry. And you have to realize that uh, one, even in the office of the pastor or prophet or vandalist or whatever, can be more anointed or less anointed. And I think it's quite obvious as you, as you listen to different ministers or even your, minister, your layman listen to your own pastor. Sometimes he's more anointed to preach than he is other times. Sometimes the teacher's more anointed to teach than they are at other times. Sometimes a prophet is more anointed than he is at other times. And they, they, there's areas and degrees. You remember these two prophets in the Old Testament, Elijah and Elisha? You could open your Bibles to 2 Kings. We'll look at something in a moment, but you know this well enough for me just to rehearse some to you. Now, Elisha is anointed by the Holy Ghost to stand in the office of prophet. Now, remember that David, later on they had other kings, but David's anointed, and you see the Holy Ghost came upon, he wasn't in any of them back there, he came on the king, the prophet, and the priest to function in those offices. Now, David was anointed to be king, but he's also a prophet. Did you know that? The anointing of the prophet also was upon him. 
You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. This month's special offer is the message series by Ken Hagen, How to Be an Overcomer. In this four-CD series, Ken Hagen teaches us that we already possess spiritual tools. He shows us how to use those tools to exercise our God-given authority and obtain our rightful blessings in Christ. This series is just $28. Call now. 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. As we start the year off, I would like to encourage you that have been partnering with us to continue your partnership or maybe consider increasing your monthly partnership. And if you haven't partnered with us, I would like to ask you, starting with January, that you partner with us this year to help us If this radio program has blessed you and ministered to your spirit, then we want to hear from you. We're asking you, our audience, to let us know when and where you listen. Email us at partnerservices at rhema.org or call 1-888-FAITH-99 and tell us. If you prefer, drop us a letter. Write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. If we're to remain broadcasting in your area, we need to hear from you. And if you're able, we would ask that you would consider sowing an offering to help defray the costs of this radio program. So call, email, or write us today. Make plans to join us next week at this same time and station for more of the series by Kenneth E. Hagan. That's next week here on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.